Hello, welcome once again to the Moss Valley Pod. It's great to have you here with us. Coming up, we'll find out how you did with the answers to Friday's literature-themed Brain of the Week. Before that, our reading and reflection on the Bible story for today. Over the last few weeks, we've largely been following readings from Luke's Gospel. We've now transitioned into the book of Acts, or the Acts of the Apostles, to give it its full title. This was written by Luke and designed as a follow-on to Luke's Gospel, creating one larger work in two parts, the first dealing with Jesus' birth, life, death and resurrection, and the second dealing with the early years of the church from Jesus' ascension onwards. Today, we hear the story of the disciples choosing someone to replace Judas from Acts chapter 1, beginning at verse 15. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers. Together, the crowd numbered about 120 people and said, Friends, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit through David foretold concerning Judas, who became a guide for those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered among us and was allotted a share in his ministry. Now, this man acquired a field with the reward of his wickedness and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle and all his bowels gushed out. This became known to all the residents of Jerusalem, so that the field was called in their language Hakodama, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his homestead become desolate, and let there be no one to live in it, and let another take his place of overseer. So one of the men, who have accompanied us throughout the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us. One of these must become a witness with us to his resurrection. So they proposed two, Joseph, called Barsabbas, who was also known as Justus, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was added to the eleven apostles. We join the disciples in the middle of a committee meeting. We hear from Peter, who describes what has happened to Judas and how scripture has said that they'd need to select a successor. Luke even pauses mid-flow to tell us what happened to Judas in terms that the horrible histories group would be proud of. As Brother Samuel from the Society of St Francis notes, their selection process is somewhat different to the ones HR would use today. There's no job description, person specification, key competencies or safeguarding checks. The only requirement is that they've been with Jesus throughout his ministry. The differences don't stop there either. Having found two candidates who fit this one requirement, there's no interview, there's no entrance exam, there's no psychiatric screening, group activity or reference checks. Instead, they select a well-used method of choosing the winner. They draw lots. It's the equivalent of tossing a coin. Heads for Joseph, tails for Matthias. Tails it is, 
so Matthias gets the job. Using this methodology today would cause serious problems for the Human Resources Department and lawyers rubbing their hands at the lawsuits to come. You'd at least expect Joseph to say, best of three. But this is a process that's been used for many years beforehand. The high priests, ever since Aaron, have carried the Urim and Thurmim. The understanding is that these were controlled by God and could be used for discerning his will. Exactly how this worked, or what they looked like, or even if they were a single item, is uncertain. What we do know is that it was considered to be God's choice of who was the winner. Even today, we have lots of use for making decisions like this. Sometimes these are fairly inconsequential. Who kicks off a football match, for example? Other times, the consequences can last a lot longer. Which way round the M25 should I go to get to my exit the fastest? You can get stuck either way for hours on end. In elections, it can also be used to decide the winner when the vote is tied. Think this is mad? Ask the residents of Tong Ward in Bradford in the UK local elections in 2019. The Labour and Green Party candidates had exactly the same number of votes after three recounts. They drew lots. The Labour candidate won. To this day, the Coptic Church uses this method to select each patriarch. It might seem a bit old hat. We may not think that it's sensible in this day and age. HR departments certainly wouldn't allow it. We might be seriously miffed should we ever be on the wrong end of a result achieved by this method. But it works. It does get a result. And in the process, it opens up a channel for God's grace to act regardless of the outcome. Let us pray to God, who alone makes us dwell in safety. If you wish to join in with the prayers, when I say, Lord, hear us, please respond, Lord, graciously hear us. For all who are affected by coronavirus, through illness or isolation or anxiety, that they may find relief and recovery. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those who are guiding our nation at this time and shaping national policies, that they may make wise decisions. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For doctors, nurses and medical researchers, that through their skill and insights, many will be restored to health. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For the vulnerable and the fearful, for the gravely ill and the dying, that they may know your comfort and peace. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We commend ourselves and all for whom we pray to the mercy and protection of God. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. As our Saviour has taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done 
on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. be time for the answers to brain of the week this weekend's quiz was courtesy of the radio times as usual when i've used other sources there's a link to the quiz in the episode description so here are the answers number one in pride and prejudice who does jane bennett marry that would be charles bingley question two which sally rooney novel has recently been adapted into a BBC Three drama, Normal People. Question three. Who is the current Poet Laureate? That is Simon Armitage. Question four. In The Great Gatsby, which Long Island village does Jay Gatsby live in? It's a village called West Egg. Question five. Which two authors won the Booker Prize in 2019? Margaret Atwood and Bernadine Ivaristo. Number six. What is the name of the fourth book in the Harry Potter series? Fourth one is Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Question seven. Which country is Aesop's fables believed to originate from? That would be Greece. Question eight. What is the novel Frankenstein's alternative name? The modern Prometheus. Question nine. Which Emily Bronte novel is the inspiration for a Kate Bush song? Wuthering Heights. Question ten. The Hunger Games young adult series was written by which author? was written by Suzanne Collins. Question 11. George Orwell's 1984 was published in which year? It was published in 1949. And number 12. How many novels did Roald Dahl write? He wrote 19 of them. How did you get on? I hope you did all right with those. And there will be a new quiz coming out on Friday. Many thanks for listening to the Moss Valley Pod, recorded in Eckington, Derbyshire, England. This has been made possible by the good people at Anchor.fm. Sending you all good wishes. Until next time, take care, be safe, God bless.